This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. You know, I had written down three different sets of scripture and had every intention uh, of starting with the first one and going to the last one. And God said, well, just start at the last one and go back to the first one. How many of you ever seen a movie where they'll show a scene uh, and then that scene is the end of the story? But it makes you wonder what the story is, so you have to watch the movie to get back to that last scene, and then it all makes sense. You ever seen a movie like that? Didn't ask you if you liked a movie like that, but you, you know. Uh, well, they got that idea from God, I guess, who the Bible says. That there is a God that, uh, that he asks us to believe him, and he, his specialty is showing us uh, the last scene, and then us having to kind of live up to that in order for it to make in order for it to make sense and uh, a fancy way of saying that he calls the end from the beginning you see the thing that makes God God is that he actually does know the future matter of fact when he challenged the no gods and the idols of the day he said he said they don't even have a mouth or eyes or ears he said but ask them to tell you what's going to happen. Because I alone am God and I alone can tell you the end from the beginning. So let's start at the end. If you will, go back to uh, Samuel, the book of Samuel uh, with me. I believe it's Second Samuel. Let me check and make sure. And long about the, no, it be First Samuel. That helped us out. Second Samuel only has 24 chapters. First Samuel has 30. I'm a little unprepared today, uh, but not really. Let me take you back through my week on uh, um, on Tuesday. We. Uh, we were able to say what it says here in the 21st verse. And you just need a few days to decompress. You'll kind of understand why. And, and we've lived, you know, we live every day, but we live this week especially listening. Maybe you know what I'm talking about, living, listening for God's voice. Uh, verse number 21 is the one I want to get. It says, Then David came to the 200 who had been too tired to continue with him. And it dropped out at the brook Besor. They came out to welcome David and his band, and he came near. As he came near, he called out, Success. Success. I believe that was a word from God. I believe the Holy Ghost set the stage. Pastor Ron and Kelly and the worship team caught it. Pastor Sandy kind of clarified it a little bit, you know came to those who were too tired to continue. 
I want to tell you that uh, the breakthrough is in the follow-through. And there are times that we get weary in the well-doing, but there are things sometimes that we get involved with where where quitting altogether is not an option. Losing is not an option. Amen. But I thank God that, you know, we make no mistake about it, you know, uh, the battle was the Lord's and the victory is ours. Share and share alike. Amen. That's what families do. Jesus won it all for us. And when you're too tired to continue, he'll still let you in on his victory. Amen. But the word success. Boy, I'll tell you what. I, uh, uh, back about five years ago, you know, this is why it's important to to be in a position to hear what you need to hear. A minister to sermon, you know, you might think that all we do is think about what we're going to minister to you, but we, we minister to you the overflow of what's been ministered to us. I'm listening more uh, intently and diligently probably than you are because this is what God has said to me, so it's been said to me. I'm just going to share it with you. And uh, I remember ministering this out of this portion of Scripture. Can I back up a little bit and in and, and this and give you an overview? David um, was anointed uh, as a young, uh, uh, as a young uh, lad, just a, a boy, and he was anointed to be king. There was someone else that was king at that point in time, and you know, uh, all of that was a walk of faith. It was a progression in his life, a process in which he needed to be made, uh, uh, which he needed to be prepared, and he needed to be promoted at the proper time. But how many of you know you don't get promoted unless you're prepared? You know, the king that was there before him, had there was no preparation time from God, and consequently he failed miserably. David, on the contrary, was prepared by God to take Saul's place, and he learned obedience, uh, just like Jesus, through the things that he suffered. We learn, hopefully, the greatest lesson of failure uh, is, is that we learn from that. The greatest lesson, you know, of the of painful consequences, of, uh, you know, uh, of things not going right, or, uh, is that we learn from that. You know, no one, no one does anything perfectly the first time, or the second, or the third. We learn. We learn. I said, if we quit learning, see, that, that's the ultimate failure is to not learn anything. Just repeat the same thing. So, uh, anyway, if you, you may or may not be familiar with the story, for, uh, of course, over nine years, things went sour for David. Saul was jealous of him, pursued him, persecuted him, and was intent on killing him. And so David lived uh, hunted down by Saul and... Uh, uh, consequently, it came a day where he said, you know what? Hey, who needs this? I'm out of here. And so he left the land of Israel, left the promised land. You know, He left uh, the place of his grace and he moved to the enemy's territory, made friends with the enemy. <clears throat> I'll just let that settle for a while. You know, you maybe none of you have ever said, you know what, this serving God stuff, I'm telling you what now, who needs it? It's tough. It's hard. 
we could preach a while on all of that, but anyway, you get to a point so you know it's probably better just to compromise and live, you know, make friends with the enemy, and anything could be better than it's too hard to go God's way, so I'll find another way. And uh, so he did, wound up in a place called Ziklag, which is a place of discouragement. It's a, uh, it's a place of destruction. And, of course, uh, without filling in all the details, uh, you know, uh, he, found him, uh, he found himself there. And it was there that everything that he'd worked for for over nine years, everything, his wives, his children, all the goods that he had gathered, uh, you know, all of the increase uh, that he had had was he was attacked uh, uh, while, uh, um, you know, while he wasn't there. And they came, they, they uh, carried off all of anything of value, wife, children, and uh, goods, and burned the rest, just a scorched earth attitude, uh, place. And he came to that place and, uh, uh, and you know, uh, where not just everything seemed against him, but everyone, even the people that were with him. It's like, you know, you know, he suffered loss and he sure did look like a loser. I'm sure he felt like a loser. And uh, uh, it said they were ready to stone him. You know, because there's a funny thing if you're following uh, people that you think are following God and when you get into a place like that, and they, it's okay as long as they're winning, but when they start losing too, <laughs> they need somebody to accuse and, and to, you know, and rightly so, I suppose. But anyway, the Bible says that at that moment in time, you know, now listen, it was nine years to that moment that he inquired of the Lord and he said, shall I pursue? Because that was the choice, wasn't it? You know, do I just give up? Is this the end? Is this everything? Is this all that there is? Is this the final and the last word for my life? Is this it, you know? But, you know, in places like that, one translation says David encouraged himself of the Lord and then he inquired of the Lord. Sometimes there's no one, there's nothing you can take encouragement from and there's no one there to encourage you, so you have to find it within yourself. Let me tell you, not it within yourself, but him. The voice uh, that, will, that will not cut and run, that will stay there through the thick and the thin, and in the greatest time of trouble, see, he's still there. He said, "What?" He said, God, I'm looking to you. What should I do? Let me, let me back up in this and just give you a little sneak peek into some things here. Because, see, David, it said, David said within himself, before he moved to Ziklag, he said within himself. He didn't inquire of the Lord. He said, you know what? Saul's going to get me someday. So he immediately, he, he come to a place where, where, the, where the pressure was so strong and the test was was too great, and he, said, and, he, and he decided not to trust in God. He decided to trust in his own judgment. And so he made a move, and he positioned himself in a place, you know, uh, in enemy territory. And what happens when we get in enemy ter- territory? You know, he attacks us, and he steals from us, and he robs from us, and stuff happens in our life takes everything 
Well, the good news is that, boy, I have been there a time or two. The good news is that God's not afraid to go behind enemy lines. He'll find you in the deepest, darkest hole. He'll still speak. God will light a march in the deepest cave that there is. You can still hear God when the devil has done all that. Are you listening? And, uh, and the Lord said this to him. He said, pursue and you shall recover. And that term just caught my attention. You know, this was some over five years ago. Pursue and you shall recover. But, you know, I walked my granddaughter across the lawn uh, today. With a, with a testimony for the test. <clears throat> I can sit here in front of you today and say success. If you're tired, if you're weary, if you haven't been able to continue, let me tell you something. You know, uh, I can tell you there's success. There will be breakthrough in the follow through and when you can't go no more Jesus is still going to keep going he's going to get your stuff back you shall if you'll pursue you will recover all they weren't they weren't camped at Ziklag they started out but they got tired amen they stopped at the right place though stop at the brook water up fresh up rest up amen the Lord will take you the rest of the way he'll get it done Everybody say, Jesus can get it done. <clears throat> Pursue and you shall recover all. I'm tell you, and on Tuesday, you know, uh, uh, five years, almost five years later, it was May 19th. So it's been nearly five years. Where I can honestly tell you that we've got up every day living with the repercussions of that, physically, financially, emotionally. And... Uh, and spiritually. You see, when, 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 you know, when you almost die, that changes you. I remember hearing a preacher say that there was this preacher over in, in Africa. God raised him from the dead. And he said, you know, he goes, they're very humble, very, you know. So they, they, he was at a conference over there, and they had asked him. They said, you know. Well, we understand you were raised from the dead. And he said, yes. He said, he said honestly, he said, being raised from the dead changed my life. <laughs> he said, this other preacher said, he goes, I guess so. <laughs> Almost dying will change your life. And uh, he said, how are you? I said, I'm doing fine. I said, I'm like the Willie Nelson uh, song. You know, I woke up not dead again today. I mean, <laughs> praise the Lord, everybody. I woke up not dead again today. <laughs> Won't God do it again? You ought, to let, you ought to say that. You know, hey, God, tomorrow, do it again. I'd like to wake up not dead tomorrow. But you know, sometimes you're going down the road and you don't know. The devil would love you dead. And, you, and there were folks uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, not too far from here, they didn't think they were going to wake up dead. Are you listening? Praise the Lord, everybody. Good to be here. Good to be here, and to be able to de declare success. You know, there are some folks that, that like this. They begin to argue and stuff. And David said, "It's not that way with the family." He said, "We share and share alike. Success is for all of us." Amen. The only reason we're 
The only reason I'm sharing this with you today is because, you know, I'm determined to be a witness. The title of this message today is Being a Witness. No matter what comes, we're going to be a witness for Jesus. We're going to tell his story. Because his story is our story. That's the history of it. Amen. His story. I want you to turn to Psalms 20. This was one of those things that sometimes, you know, God doing it again, I'll tell you, he had to do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again over five years. It wasn't just one time we had to go to the well. It wasn't one time that we had to weep all night. It wasn't one time that we, one day that we had to pursue. We had to pursue every day. Because if you, if, if you still haven't recovered all, then we're still in pursuit. Psalms 20. This came a lot to mean a lot uh, to me. How many know that, that these are just words on the page, but when they become your life, that you're actually living? says, God answer you on the day you crash. Well, crash caught my attention because that's exactly what we did. God answer you on the day that you crash. This is a prayer. This psalm is a prayer. God answer you on the day you crash. Listen to this, Sandy. The name God of Jacob put you out of harm's reach. That's exactly what happened for us. Send reinforcements from Holy Hill. I remember Roger, uh, uh, Roger Rogers, uh, driving all the way down. Um, you know, there we are in the hospital room, and Rogers camped out on a cot over in the corner, spent the night there with us, Amen. looking after us, making sure they were looking after us. Carried us back and helped us unload junk out of the. Uh, out of the car and drove us home. God send reinforcement. Amen. And never forget everything that was done for us. He was the only one. This church, you know, rose up and came to our aid and supply and all those things. Dispatch from Zion, fresh supply. Zion is the church. Amen. And that, there was a fresh supply of prayers for their pastors and, you know, patience with us. Because, you know, I mean, almost a year probably. I don't know if you knew it, but we were living in the fog. The favor of God. God just helping us and blessing us. Amen. God carrying us and showing us. Exclaim, God, exclaim over your offerings, celebrate your sacrifices, and give you what your heart desires, accomplish your plans. And when you win, we plan to raise the roof and lead the parade with our banners. May all your wishes come true. Then he he says that clenches it, helps coming, and answers on the way. Everything's going to work out. How many of you know that when God says everything's going to work out, doesn't mean it's all worked out yet on your side. But God has already worked it out on his side. That's why he can say with confidence and tell the truth. 
it's the end from the beginning. Even when you're in the middle, God says, everything is going to work out. The answer's on the way. When you're pursuing the recover all, it's all on the way. It's going to work out. Well, you know, I'll tell you what my heart desired and what our plans were. We wanted to be able to say, like David said, success. It started out with pursuing and you shall recover all. And then the the end game, though, is, God, when am I going to be able to declare success? When is this all going to be over? When am I going to be in the place where, you know, this is behind me and we're on to other things? I might be talking to somebody here today. I might be talking to somebody that's been just longer and stronger than you ever thought it would be. I might be talking to somebody that after a while you realize that the only way, the only way through this, you didn't get to go over it. You didn't get to go around it. You're having to go through it. And the only way through is to follow through until you get the breakthrough and that he is, you know, not just a way. He's not one of many options. He is the only way. The only name by which we are saved. Well, that's great. That's a great recovery in itself, isn't it? Come to the place where you realize, you know what, Lord? If you don't, It ain't going to get done. But here's the thing. You know, he don't if we won't. If we won't keep trusting him, stay trusting him. Oh, you'll have have moments, you'll have days, you'll have some dips in the thing. There'll be times when I'm going to tell you what, it just doesn't look like. And I'll tell you something else. It won't work out like you planned it to. (laughs) But he's got a greater plan. And there was no greater way for it to work out than the way he worked it out. Because let's turn back to Acts 1, 6 through 8, and then we'll end this. Amen. For today. You getting anything out of this? You know, you can build a doghouse in a day, but a mansion might take a little while longer. Acts 1, verse 6, and it says, When they were together for the last time, they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? We pursued believing that we would recover all. They had their own idea of what, and their own, and some of them said, we're going to, Jesus is going to be king. We can get rid of the Romans. John and James are going to be sitting on the on the right and left hand of Jesus because Mama said so. Mama and them in, intervene. No. Is this the time? Have you ever been in thing that says is this the time? See, see, again, these guys are in a position where it hadn't worked out like they thought it was going to work out now. Yeah. But like, Pete, like Peter said, you know, when Jesus challenged him and said, you're going to go too because everybody had left. Yeah. 
because it that wasn't they didn't buy into all this other stuff. They just and Peter said, "Where are we going to go? You're the only way. You have the words of life, and you're the only way. We're we're in this thing, and the only way is to go through it all the way." But here they are, you know, and it says they were together for the last time. Talking about him being there physically. Him being like there, there like, like it had been before. But that was the last time it was going to be like that. It wasn't going to be like that no more. One of the wonderful things, and we'll continue on this, is that you know, uh, David made a move that placed him in one position and things happened, but it was right after that. Where he didn't ask God, and it was right after that, the recover all that he said. He said, these were his words. He said, shall I move? The Lord said, yes. He goes, where do you want me to move to? <laughs> a lot of preaching and a lot of living in between those two statements. Is this the time? Many of you have ever had a promise from God. So he told you, you don't get to know the time. Now why would Jesus go and just ruin everything and say something like that? You know, that we don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. I could almost get up off of my stool and stay a while longer on just that. You, we're always asking, is this the time? When's this going to end? When am I going to have what you said? When is, when is my healing going to manifest? Well, one of the good things about March is it's a manifesting and manifestation march. It's a, it'll be deliveries and deliverances of destinies in March. Good time to hear a message like this. But it depends on what years it falls on. How many of you have ever been in thing and said, is this the time? When we're going to get what we expected, what we're looking for, what, what we had dreamed of, the destiny we designed. We get to desire, there's a destiny we desire which needs to be the one that God has for us. See, because there's a life God's put together for you, and then there's one you can try to put together for yourself. One is greater than the other. But you can't have both. Why would you say something like that? I don't know. Why does he say stuff like this? Matt, he goes, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business where the kingdom is concerned. He goes, what you do get is the Holy Spirit. And listen, he said, and when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses. When the Holy Spirit gets, comes upon you and you work with the Holy Spirit and you, and, you, and, you empl- and you employ his help, you will be truly helped. You will be able to accept God's time. You'll be able to, you'll be able to stay trusting and keep pursuing until the day the time of the recovery, until the breakthrough. You'll be able to follow through until the breakthrough, until, you know, uh, one translation uh, uh, says that uh, in another place where Jesus instructs you where the Holy Spirit, he goes, wait until you receive the promise 
from my Father. Now he was talking specifically about the Holy Ghost, who's the one that helps us to wait until we receive the promise from the Father. What's God promised us? Salvation. New life. Healing. Deliverance. Wisdom. Long life. Eternal life. Heaven as our home. Grace. Mercy. Forgiveness. A good life. Really a great life. The blessing. Be blessed and to be a, and become a blessing. You will be able to be my witnesses. You will have ability. Beyond your own ability to be my witness. You are a witness of the goodness and the greatness of God. You're a witness that waiting for the promise of the Father pays off. You're a witness that if you'll if you'll inquire that you'll hear him saying, whatever he tells you to do, you do that. Helps on the way. Everything's going to work out. Just right. Everything's going to work out. Just right. Everything's going to work out just right. You can look at yourself in the mirror and look at your circumstances and all of that and put this scripture on top that says, you know what, though? It's settled. Help's on the way. Mark it down. Everything's going to work out all right. And what would all right be? Not a compromise. You win. You, get the, you have the victory that was won through Jesus Christ. Yes. Your body healed. And you're made whole. Yes. You recover all. Yes. Have you lost anything? Yes. Has the devil stole stuff from you? Yes. Have you been attacked from behind, just minding your own business, trying to serve God? Have you lost and look like a loser, feel like a loser? If the evidence, would, if, it, if we'd stop right now, they'd label us a loser? Yeah. Right, now listen, that's not the end of the story. It doesn't matter whether anybody else believes it. No one's going to know. I remember turning to Sandy, you know, and I told her, I said, no one knows the heights or the depths. No one knows the joys or the sorrows of your heart. Okay? Only you and God. And that has to be enough sometimes, doesn't it? Amen? Are you listening? That sometimes that just you leave the rest with God. And God is just. And God is good. And God will weigh the balances out and make it all come out right. And everybody will win, except the devil. The devil is the ultimate loser. Amen? He'll wish he'd never done that. Well, I could go on and on and on. You don't want me to. Pastor Sandy will beat me if I do. So... Can I pray a prayer for you today? If you're here today, and I want, I want you to, we just talked about some things. You know, sometimes it's so easy to get in a place where, where, where God seems far away. Sometimes it's easy to get in a place and be in a position and things happen 
that just seem to add, you know, insult to energy, but to injury. But just like David said, he said within himself, you know what? It's just let's just, you know, this God thing. God's way is too hard. It's got to be easier. You know, I'm just gonna make a deal with the devil. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, be like him. I just, I just don't want to be persecuted as a Christian anymore. Just seems like serving God would be too hard, too demanding, too narrow. I see. Jesus said that it there's a broad road that goes to destruction, and there's a narrow path, and the narrow path goes right down the middle of the broad road. And I'll tell you what now, though. See, you know, uh, on the road that God has for you. on the road that God has for you, ultimately you'll always be the victor. You won't forever be the victim. Everything will work together for good for those that love God and are called according to His purpose. Let me ask you uh, today, where are you with God? You you, You may have never decided on purpose to follow Jesus. Or maybe at one time that you followed him a little closer than you are right now. Anyway, the eternal age-old question is that God shows up and he goes, where are you? Adam, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? See, the wonderful thing is that we have a choice. It's a simple decision. We don't have to be where we're at. If we don't like where we are, keep moving, keep walking. You know, you can move up, you can move down, you can move forward, you can move backward, you can move aside, you can move to the side. But it's always wise to move towards a God who's always moving towards you and on your behalf. So wherever you are today, can we pray a simple prayer? Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. That's all that really matters. Where are you? I tell you, he can reach down into the deepest, darkest hole. He can celebrate with you on the mountaintop. He'll walk through you through the deepest valley. Even the darkness, the Bible says, is light to him. We can hear his voice if we want if we want to. So Lord, I ask you to speak to hearts right now. I ask you to locate. I know you're searching us. I know you're searching us out as you want to help us. You want to change us. You want to move us into all that you have for us. You want to move us out of harm's way. You want to move us beyond the devil's reach bring us into our destiny with you. So I ask you to do that right now. Locate. Help people to see where they are with you. And if you're not where you want to be, whether you've ever asked Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and to be your guide and to be your leader in life for the first time or for this time, doesn't matter. 
it's whether or not we ask him so I want I want to give an opportunity for that if you are if you're not where you want to be but you want to make a move towards God I'm only going to ask you for one move that's just lift up your hand right now and say preacher pray for me I'm tired I'm weary ready for a change I need God's help God bless you God bless your hands all over the building God bless you God bless you God bless you God you see these hearts rep represented by these hands raised if you want in on this prayer lift up your hand I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to declare success over you God bless 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 you and you Father in the name of Jesus Lord, I stand here today as just a witness. A witness for you. It's your story, Lord. It's your goodness. It's your greatness. And I declare to these, maybe those that were too weary, at the brink of being too weary to continue on, Lord, I want to declare success over them today. There's a God who's done all for us. There's a God who will share all with us. There's a God who does not withhold any good thing from those who will walk uprightly with Him. Lord, I declare Your success over their life. Lord, let Your leadership in their life, let Your leadership lead them into victory, cause them to triumph. Put a new follow-through, a refreshing in them, fresh help from Zion. In the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it, Father. Lord, renew a right spirit within them. God, renew their strength. As we wait upon you, Lord, we'll know that our waiting is not in vain. There will come that breakthrough day of success when they'll stand in the glory of God. Every promise fulfilled in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it, Master. If you can agree, say amen. Amen. I want to thank you for your time. I told God this, you know, uh, I said, when you do, I'm going to tell either way. Because I'm just a witness. But David said this many times in the Psalms. He said, he said, Lord, he said, I will not fail to give you glory and give you praise and be a witness in the great congregation of what you've done for me. Amen. And that's good and that's right. Now listen, everything, that's what we're here for. Say, I'm a witness. The Holy Ghost helps me be able to be a witness. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to say it just one more time because he deserves it. But I want to say glory to God. I'm thankful. I'm so grateful and I'm glad, 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 glad uh, to, sti to still be here and to be, able to, and to be able to say the word success. And I'm going to tell you something. When they were singing that song, you know, do it again, do it again, do it again. My prayer was, God, do it again in all of these people's lives. What you've done 
with us, what you've done for us, what you're doing with us and being a witness of these things. I pray that you do it again. We'll see it repeated, our lives repeated in their lives, this kind of success, these kinds of deliverances in their, uh, in their life. Can you believe that? Will you receive that in the name of the Jesus? So that puts us in agreement. The Bible says whenever two or three on this earth agree as to touching anything. So we're touching your thing tonight. Today. We're touching the thing you have been promised and that you're going through. And that you have asked, is it time? We're touching the, the thing that, uh, you know, that has touched you. Just like it did us. And I'm going to tell you what God did in our thing. He will repeat in your thing. Amen. So hang around, you know. Even if you get, even if you get tired at the brook, don't worry. We're going. We're, we're sharing this. The, what we now listen. What we got out of that, the recover all, the the God that we've come to know, the realities of those things, the faith that we've uh, that He has authored in our life. That's free for the taking here. All you got to do is come and get it. The prayers that we've learned to pray out of this, they're yours. Amen. The Sunday after that happened, it was on a Thursday. The Sunday after that happened, or it was on a Monday. Uh, uh, the Sunday after that happened, I don't remember Wednesday. All I remember was standing up here and just, you know, declaring the devil if he could or he should have. Amen. I don't remember the subject, but I do remember. Uh, I remember on Sunday standing right over here and I asked God, I said, God, because we always sometimes say why with things are concerned. You know, I said, God, I don't understand why all this happened. I don't even understand why I'm still here. And he said, I'm not done with you yet. Amen. Why didn't we die down there at mile marker number nine? God said, because I'm not done with you yet. Amen. And I'm declaring success today. God still ain't done with us yet. Now, Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.